Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're answering your business questions that you have sent in, and we'll get to those today. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray Excel, Aquastar Pool Products, and Pivot Pool Products. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well today. I got to say, I love watching you dance to the intro song and point in all of the wrong directions because you just look like a crazy person (laughs) standing there pointing at random things. We have Riverside and I don't know where you guys are because it just gives you the three boxes. So I don't know in the live where John is actually positioned. So I was trying to... And halfway through, I noticed I look like an idiot just doing this pointing thing all over the place. You do. And what's funny, though, (laughs) it's like infectious because you can see now kind of everything. We have a lot of pictures with pointing. And when we have people pose and do pictures, too, they're doing it, too. And it's it's like your thing. It's grown on me (laughs) just a little bit. Now it makes sense why a lot of people don't want to talk to me and they want to talk to Zach and John. Makes total sense. (laughs) So, Zach, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting ready to go on a little trip. And so just making preparations and finalizing things. Where are you going? Hunting. Hunting? What are you going to hunt? Elk. Nice. I'm actually just tagging along because I couldn't get a tag. So I'm going hiking. Wait, wait, what? what's a tag? Really? I totally do not know what a tag is. John, do you know what a tag is? I think it's you're able to like tag the animal, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. So basically you have to buy a hunting license and then for whatever you're hunting, you have to buy a tag, but they control the amount of tags that they'll put out and it helps control the different populations and of animals and things like that. But you have to have a license and a tag and they sold out before I could get one, which is fine. But what is a tag? If you kill an animal, you have to tag it and turn that in? Yeah, you have to tag it. And I suggest that you uh, go on, I think, Animal Planet and watch some Lone Star Law about the game wardens, and you'll get a great education on how all of that works here in Texas. I am getting a a huge shout out over here to Jeanette, Michael, First Response, Corey, big shout out. Jay out here is going, what's up? Good luck on the elk, but watch out for the bears. Yeah, unfortunately, there are bears. Yeah. John, I think I would pass. Thanks. Thanks for the whole <laughs> no, hunting invite. Yeah, just I'll pass. No, yeah, not really my thing. But I don't know. I mean, I, I've never really gone out. When I was a kid, 
and this was a long time ago. I was out in Greece, and I remember, I think I was like nine, eight, nine years old or seven years old, and I think they took me hunting for birds. And there's like a, a little picture of me with like a belt with all these birds on it or some shit like that. I don't know. I can't remember, but, and I was out shooting, but I don't really remember it too well. And that's all the hunting I've ever done. But yeah, it's not really here out in California. There's not much, not much of that going on. Here's the other challenge that you would have with that, John, Zach, picture this. So you're going hunting nine days, first of all, into the depths of the wood, no cell reception, no nada, no nothing. Can you picture John in the woods for four days with no cell service, no five hour energies, <laughs> no bangs, no nothing? I would go. I would lose my shit out there. He would start shooting at us thinking that we're just like. <laughs> There's a reason why we've never gone camping as a family either. I've never gone camping and I have no desire to go camping because I like my own comfortable bed and I can't imagine sleeping on the floor or doing that. That's just not our thing. I'd rather be in a hotel. I took Dylan when he was little and we went camping a couple of times. You're roughing it. And again, when I say roughing it, I'm like total park in California where they have the tent area. So that's as far as you get, right? And then do that a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah, th this is not my cup of tea. So, of course, all my other kids have never let me live it down, John, where it's like, you never take us camping. How come we don't do any of these things? How come? And I'm like, trust me, I could just picture my kids whining. Who wants to shit in the woods? Complaining. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's just be honest here. Who the hell wants to shit in the woods? I mean, I get it as a day trip. I can make it through the day, but every morning, dude, it's like I'm on a schedule and I'm a weirdo. I will not use any restroom other than my home. Oh my God. You're like Jaden. I don't stop at gas stations. I don't, I'm not at restaurant. I don't do any of that. I'm at home on my throne, can, right? That is where I go. And my body, like clockwork, I wake up at 5, 5.30 in the morning every time I go do my morning thing. And then I'm off to hit a checklist, mark one off the checklist in the morning and I can't imagine doing it in the woods. I don't know. I think I'd lose my shit, literally. John, there is nothing about you. And if anybody <laughs> out there is listening and wants to know what John is like, there is nothing, and I repeat, nothing about John that says wilderness. That's not his forte. Mm, sorry. <laughs> keep him comfy. <laughs> keep him fed. Exactly. <laughs> And keep him rested. Right. <laughs> Other than that, you're looking for problems that you just do not exactly. want to have. Talk about a bear. I mean, be careful <laughs> of the bear. Yeah, you will turn me quite the asshole if I'm outside my, my little realm here. But yeah, seriously, that's all I got to say. Here's the thing, John. Have fun with that, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Good luck with that. But here's the thing is, Zach came out and we were doing the whole thing and I didn't feed him for a day. And of course, he's like teasing me and stuff like that. But I know that if you were here, I would not get away with that. Like there would be no way that we could not feed John. Oh, no. Everything would stop. It, I would protest. <laughs> I just can't function. Yeah, there's certain things in life. I'm a simple man. Look, and Janie's finally, she's figured that out after many years that, hey, look. After 20 years? <laughs> you're right. Yeah, exactly. Over 20 years now. It's, hey, it's really, this guy's really simple, dude. I just got to keep him fed, keep him happy. That's it. Get him some rest. Give him some rest, dude. That's it. Just relax. Just feed the guy, dude. And he doesn't require a lot of rest. He just requires a little rest. Every time he starts to get grumpy and yell, just feed him. <laughs> Give him some food and he shuts up. And that's the same advice Edgar gave me about the baby. Well, it's true. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I gave him some advice and said, look, babies are really simple. They either need to be fed, they need to be changed, or they need to get some sleep. So it's very simple. And then other than that, keep those fingernails short. That's all. That's all you got to do, man. You're good. Hey, Zach, I really don't understand how you're going to be completely roughing it for nine days. So that means like no showers for days at a time. What do you guys do? Do you guys like get in one of these boxes and you just sit there and wait for stuff to come by? Or do you walk through the woods looking for stuff? How does that thing play out? Hell no. Paint a picture. It's actually in got to drive through National Forest for like an hour and a half. And this is Rocky Mountains up there, high mountains, five, 6,000 feet elevation. And then there's where we have our property. My dad has built by hand an A-frame cabin. So there are no special amenities. It's basically just a place to sleep and stay dry. But there's an outhouse they built. And if you want to take a shower, there's a a bag they bring. You fill with water, you hang it from a tree and you just shower under that if you want to. Sounds fun. It's Sounds actually, like a peachy... Sounds like a great experience. It's actually really freaking intense. And I've been working out and I've been training and I've been (laughs) trying to walk and use the stair climber and get ready for this because my dad is going to freaking run circles around me in the woods. And I'm really actually nervous about it. Here's the thing, uh, John, the confession came out. Well, I put two and two together. So uh, Zach starts working out like, like heavy duty. I mean, he's going twice a day to the gym. And like first thing in the morning and if it's either in the middle of the day or late at night, but he's like, I I can't talk right now, Edgar. I got to go hit the gym. I got to do my thing. And I'm like, wow, why is he in such a workout mode? And uh, he's like, I just want to look good. I want to feel good. And I got these new shirts, Edgar, and they're, they're just perfect. And he comes out and I could see John that he's like bulked up. Like he's from the last time that I saw him and I'm like, wow, he hit a stride. He's just kind of into the fitness thing. All of a sudden, he confesses that, I guess, his dad... How old is your dad? In his 60s now? Yeah. I guess his dad is, like, in his 60s. Built like a tank. Total mountain man, total build, total, like, this is what his dad just loves to do. And I just figured out, you ain't working out just to be fitness. You're working out because you're afraid that your dad is going to outshine you out there in the woods, and you're not going to be able to keep up with him. Oh, he most definitely will. (laughs) That's cool, dude. I mean, on on a serious note, dude, that's awesome that you're going out there with your pops and you're doing that, dude. That's badass. Yeah. And it seems like that's been like your dad's thing. And I could imagine being a father that having the opportunity to do that with my son when he's a grown man, family, doing the things that I love to do and doing it with me out there. It means the world to him that you guys are going out there and doing that. And I wish you many, many elk. (laughs) Even though you can't tag any of them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And no bears. Yeah. No bears. And no bears. Good for you. Yes. No bears, please. All right. Well, look, I think that qualified for my good morning also. What do you think, Edgar? Yeah. I think that's for a good morning. Yeah. We'll let you have that one for your good morning. Save your final thoughts. I will save my final thoughts. So, hey. Okay. Save your final thoughts. If any of you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast or Instagram live, go to poolnation.com or the Pool Nation podcast. And there's a little button on the top that says submit questions and you can click that to submit your questions. And these are the questions that we're answering right now. So don't be shy. Go up there. It doesn't really matter. Now that we've included hunting, you can ask some hunting questions for Zach and maybe Zach will answer those on the podcast when he gets back from the wilderness. Yeah. Hey, Zach, you're not going to be here next Friday, right? On the podcast, you're going to be out in the woods. I will be gone. Yes. 
Oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with that for sure. We're going to have fun with you. I got something in store for you, my friend. Hey, we want to talk about the Pool Nation Awards. Voting is open right now. So guys, get out there. Go to PoolNationAwards.com. Register, vote. If you have already registered, all you got to do is log back in. If you forgot your password from last year, just click Forgot Password. It'll send you a reset. You can log back in. For those of you that have not registered, you need to register in order to be able to vote. And I will tell you this, gentlemen. I get a notification every time somebody registers to vote. And since we opened up, my phone has just been completely blowing up. So I'm telling you, people are getting out there to vote. So everybody out there, get out there, vote, vote for your nominees, products, people. It's super exciting. So we're going to hold the Pool Nation Awards on November 16th at the International Pool and Spa Patio Expo at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And I can tell you this, everybody. It is definitely going to be a big one this year. I am super excited. Yeah. And on that note, make sure that you get tickets because tickets are going to be required to attend the awards and to register, go to poolnation.com. And there's a big red button at the top that says register for the pool show, or you can go to poolspotpatio.com and register and make sure when you're registering for the expo that you use the promo code POOLNATION in all caps, and it'll walk you through registration. I mean, you're going to want to use this code because you'll get a free uh, $60 day pass for the expo. So make sure that you use that pool nation, all caps to take advantage of that. So make sure that you go, make sure that you register two things. One is that you do have to have a ticket in order to get to the pool nation awards. And number two, which John was already scolding me on already. And that is that everybody this year has to be a suit and tie cocktail dresses. It is the big is it gala or gala event it can go either way yeah it can go either way it can go either way so make sure that you guys have your suits out there you have those ready john was already sending me a couple of suits that he wants to buy for this year's pool nation awards and so i already gave him a dress to impress yeah that he was just like i'm going all out this year are we coordinating yeah we're doing zoot suits i think are we yeah i think we're gonna do zoot suits (laughs) this year Are we? Yeah, zoot suits. Are we all dressing up the same? Yeah. Let's get it. Like mobsters. Okay, let's do it. So any preference, you two, on suits? I like pinstripes. It complements my figure. You like pinstripes? Gotcha. So do they need to go horizontal or vertical? (laughs) No, no, horizontal. They got to go vertical, not horizontal. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Imagine that. Anyways, the other thing that we want to talk about, guys, ladies and gentlemen out there, is that we are going to be doing another in-person business financial class, and it's going to be held in over towards Dallas, over in Frisco, and that's going to be Saturday, September 24th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you want to register for that, go to poolnation.com. There's a button there that says financial business class. Click there. You can register, and then this one is going to be a little bit different because we've partnered up with Kelly with the Pool Girls Training, and it's going to be a Pool Girl Business Training. The other thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a networking event for the pool girls in the industry, and that's going to be held on the 23rd of September in Frisco, and that is in Studio A, where we shoot all of our content. And we're going to have some speakers, a Q&A session for the networking. We also have a professional photographer on site that's going to be taking headshots for everybody in attendance. So John and Zach, get your beards in shape so you can get your headshots. We are going to have Danielle from the SPPA and Jamie Novak from Aquastar coming out to talk about being a woman in the industry and doing a workshop. 
the workshop is Sheer Determination, a personal branding and leadership class for women. So for those of you that want to register, go to poolnation.com and there is a button there that says event women's networking and click there. All you have to do is click on the button register. You register and we'll send you some information so that you can have all the details for the event. Yeah, we're excited about it because Mama and I are going to be flying out to attend and uh, critique and watch Edgar give the class, right? Wow. Shots fired, Zach. We're going to sit in the back with our little notepad. And they're bringing forms, too, for everyone to fill out. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to exactly so that we can get surveys on, on how well Mr. Edgar did and what we need to improve. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do, Zach? I'm going to start with John and I'm going to disappear and give him the mic and just leave. I'm just I'm, I know I'm going to do that. I, exactly. I do. Trust me. I already know it, dude. I know it. So excited about it. We're going to be out in Texas a lot next coming week. We made sure that, that we're going to be out there for the networking event and to be a part of the business class. And then, like I said, Mama really wants to be there too. And I look forward to it. So just make sure if you haven't registered, you go there, poolnation.com and for, for the financial or the business training class. Yeah. And we already have women coming out from El Paso. We have Houston. We have from Atlanta. We have women from California. So I'm super excited because it's going to be another great class where we spend some one-on-one time for the financial business class. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about is the networking event that we're going to do the night before. Because same thing, we have Danielle's coming out from California. We have women coming from Atlanta, over Charlotte. We have Houston. It's super exciting to be able to get together and network and do all that fun stuff that we love to do. So I'm super excited about it. All right, guys, let's get this party started. So we are trying now to catch up with some of the questions that were sent in because we had a couple podcasts where we had the, obviously the Pool Nation Awards and all that kind of stuff. And so I want to make sure that we don't get too far behind with the questions that are sent in. So here's the first one. And Zach, I'm going to cue you because I'm going to go first to you on this one. And it says, I took the plunge and just hired my first employee. I wanted to pick your brains and maybe ask what should be my first focus of training. My goal is to have him focus on the service side. So I think the first order of business with this question is cleaning, right? Yeah. Yeah. They want them to focus on, on service. It's backwards over here. So we'll have to get together as an industry and determine what the final decision on. Is it service or is it maintenance? We'll figure that out. But anyways. What is it for you, John? What do you call cleaning? That's a good point. You bring it up, maintenance, service. See, I always think anything that has to do with tools is repairs. I guess you can classify it as service and repairs. I don't know. That's a good point. When I say service, I think of servicing a pool. Yeah, cleaning it, servicing a pool. Like cleaning. Cleaning, servicing the pool, yeah. But I could understand where Zach is coming from and how maybe it's considered services. Maintenance, I think when you think of maintaining something, you're maintaining equipment. You could also have that argument too. Maintaining equipment is working on nuts and bolts, which could be repair. So I don't know, the jury's out on that one. But for the most part, the people that I talk to, when you say service, they assume or they we're talking about cleaning or servicing a pool. You have to put a post about it and get the votes. Yeah, we should actually. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. For me, working in hotels, we always had a maintenance department, which is all the engineers that fix stuff. So to me, it's always been maintenance is those guys that fix stuff. But out here, I, I get that all the time. I start talking about service and they're like, no, 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 no. No, no, my guys aren't servicing pools. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, they're maintenance guys. They maintain the pools. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, side note there, Jack. We got distracted. We wrote all over you. So, Zach. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's true. Okay, yeah. I, I would be confused too. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and, uh, it's good. It's good. We have to figure that out. But back to the question and to sum it up, to me, there are several different layers when it comes to training. And you want to train your new employee on the actual service or cleaning of the swimming pool, the company policies, procedures, rules, guidelines, whatever you want to call them, the company culture. And to me, that's how you envision the attitudes and the mindsets of your team. And then the company vision. We talk about this all the time. What does your future look like for the company? What does it look like for your team? What does it look like for you as a business owner? And I think that you can accomplish training on these things simultaneously. And it's just going to require some discipline on your end. And one thing that I preach a lot in our team meetings to our team is to do things with purpose and intention. And I think this is extremely important. And so when you take your new employee out for the first week, everything you do and everything you should you say should be completely intentional and have a purpose or a reason behind it. And you have to be that ultimate example. I think that's priority number one. And everything you say is going to be planting seeds for their future. And everything you do will be the example of how their future, how their actions are going to be once they're out on their own. So to bring that all together and give an example of what I'm trying to get at. So week one, you're riding around, you're showing them how to remove all of the debris, how to use the different cleaning equipment. And they're probably just helping you out at this point. And while you're riding around all day, use that time to plant seeds about say the pool industry and how expansive it is and giving that big vision. Maybe talk about some of your expectations or policies and why they matter, why they're important to follow. And then talk about the importance of being a professional and how they're an extension of your business and so on. I mean, these are the things that you need to be trickling into their mind. And one thing I did from the beginning, and I learned the hard way, and I've seen some of the people that we've designated as trainer, when they get out on their own and they're starting in that trainer role, that they do is they tell war stories. And don't tell war stories because they're trying to relate with that person because it's super uncomfortable to be stuck in a car with a stranger that you don't know all day. And we default to trading war stories and so that we can be accepted and relatable. And I think we should really try to avoid that as business owners. And the last thing I'll say is when planting those seeds, keep in mind, we're planting seeds one by one. We're not like dumping this all on them in one round because you will overwhelm them and it'll just be wasted breath at that point. But that's my thoughts on it. It's a multi-layered process. I don't think it's so black and white. But what are your thoughts, John? I'm sitting here going through my head right now, thinking of everything you're saying and trying to figure out an answer that's not going to take two hours. There is just so much involved in training and it's hard to grasp, especially if you've been doing this for a very long time. We sometimes forget how much knowledge we have or how much experience we have and the things that we do, how many years it's taken us to get to that point where we don't really put it into perspective and understand of how overwhelming it really is for an employee or somebody who's just getting into the pool industry, who's especially who's never been into it. I'm, And it's funny that we have this question because we're currently, we have a new employee that we're bringing on who's been riding along with me now. Today is going to be this, the finish of the second week. John, I, I do have to say, I, I was a little bit impressed because you were riding with him in the car the other day, and I didn't know that you were riding with him in the car. And we were talking. Oh, they know to just shut up and be quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, we were talking about the live. And so he had sat there and watched the live. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. I was on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. And I, I was impressed. I'm like, holy cow. He was because you and I were talking about the live and who we're going to have on next and all that. And all of a sudden he was, I was pretty impressed. I'm like, that's a good start. That's a good sign. No, for sure, dude. It is a culture here, right there. You, we live, breathe, eat, sleep pools. My whole family, they understand it and it's nonstop. And even though we're out busting our ass every single day, working six days, seven days a week, when we come home, it doesn't end. We got all the things that we do when we get home as far as like Pool Nation and the podcast and then helping other brothers and sisters out in the industry and being on the phone and doing those types of It's just, it is just a part. Anybody who's in this family, who's lived here at this house, pools are a part of their life. And we just, in everything we do, we speak it and he gets it. And I think he's going to be an amazing addition to the team. But the approach for us I think, Zach, you do more of a, and that's a good where we have a balance here. You do more of a, hey, look, the reality is most of the people, and I'm not quite sure who asked this question, but if it's a first employee, they don't really have a big team or culture, mission statements, values, employee handbooks, some of the things that you would expect from a larger establishment or a bigger company. It's all good. John, let's do this because I think we need to break this down a little bit. I know where you're going with this and it's exactly where we need to go. And what I don't want to do is have you start and then have to take a break. So let's do this. Let's take a break really quick. And when we come back, I want you to dive into where you're going because I know exactly where you're going with this. All right. So let's take a word from our sponsors and we'll have you jump back in. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray, all day. 
Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to John, we're talking to Zach, and we're answering some of the questions. We've talked about the Pool Nation Awards. We've talked about the women's networking event that's going to be happening September 23rd. And so I wanted to backtrack a little bit because, you know, John started talking about, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, you really started talking about the company vision. For sure. And... I have a feeling you were going to do a deep dive into the company vision. Well, it's such a complicated question and there's no cut or dry answer or easy, like one or two sentences that'll answer that question. Yeah. Here's the three steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's really on a case by case basis, but there's a general focus that I think we should take based off of the position we're currently in. And I was getting back to Zach's answer and I think you hit it right on the head. That's a different perspective. And that might be at a different point in the journey that person is on right now, because you as with your company and multiple technicians and trucks and that you have out there, we would hope that at that point you have a, you have some form of SOP or standard operating platform where you have maybe an employee book or you have guidelines and you have stuff. But the person asking this question, I'm looking at it like, hey, this is my first hire and thinking back, hey, when I was a boss and I brought on my first employee, chances are they haven't had that already built up or they don't have those types of procedures or policies in place. Not that they're not important, It's almost like, hey, here's a different perspective and where you were when you first brought on that first person. And here's a different take on it is what I'm trying to give. And this is in no way the complete answer. This is just a small tidbit. And then we can elaborate later. And I'm sure we're going to keep talking about it on different podcasts and stuff. But it's like live and learn type situation. And this is how I'm getting at it is when you first bring on that new hire, it is the most scariest decision as a business owner. And it is the one thing that prevents all business owners or can prevent from expanding and growing because there's only so much you can do as an individual. And you need to, once you've made that jump, starting your business was already scary enough. And then building up a portfolio or clientele or in whatever industry you're in. And you're at that point where you start getting maxed out, right? And we've talked about this before where, hey, look, you don't want to start sacrificing quality or service and destroying what you've built. And sometimes you need to take a step back and slow down so that you don't 
overwhelm yourself. And now you're at that crossroads where you need to bring on an employee. And when you take that plunge and bring on that first employee, it is tough. It's tough for everybody. And usually when you're at that point, you don't have those policies and procedures in place or like an employee handbook and like an orientation or an HR department and things that kind of, look, we've done this before and this is what we need to do and this is what works and here's the nut and bolts of it all. Da, 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 da. Well, with us, you bring on your first employee, I guess my thing is this, and this is what I've learned. If you've been in the industry for a little bit and you've been servicing your pools and taking care of your clients, you've established some form of routine. We all know that there are the basics of what you need to do to take care of a pool. But if let's say you've been servicing a pool for five years or 10 years, right? Chances are, I guess, how can I put this is stay away from the shortcuts. The hardest part about learning is unlearning. And when you bring an employee on, especially if they're training with you and you're taking them to a pool or to a stop or you're doing what you're doing, you need to make sure you It's hard to to stick to the basics, if that makes sense, because you've established a system where you know a backyard or a pool, the scenario needs to get done. And there's nobody out there that says, hey, look, I go back out there and I sit there and I go through this checklist exactly, or I do this every single time like I did when I first started, because there's so much information that you automatically do. And there's like, it's muscle memory. So I've learned that the best way of training is focus on one thing at a time. And with our new hire, Fabian, what we're doing is we're working on the mechanics of the pool. So the easy work, the grunt work, the muscle memory, the physical portion of servicing a pool. And then as far as like chemistry and everything that we haven't even crossed that road yet or going there and teaching him just the mechanics of servicing a pool and how to take care of it so that it becomes almost like muscle memory because those are the easy things to do. And then after that, start training and talking about chemistry and showing them how, however you take care of your pool and however you want it done, but make sure you don't forget the basics. It's going to be an ongoing thing with uh, as far as like training and employing. It's never going to stop. But what's important is that you get a good understanding of work ethic, I think, is what is important in the first few step, few weeks of servicing pools or, or working for you. And if somebody doesn't have work ethic or somebody doesn't have the physical ability, they don't want to do it or the drive to do the grunt work of the work, then that's going to be a telltale sign of whether or not they're going to work out for you. And if you try to overwhelm them with everything all at once, as far as like chemistry wise and repair wise and stuff that needs to get done, I think you're setting yourself up for disaster. So long story short, focus on the basics and see how well they do with that. And then build from there. And Zach, what you were talking about, which I think is very important, is training doesn't start at the edge of the water, right? Or at the pool. That whole time you're with them, you need to make sure that you're utilizing all that time and that you're building a relationship and that it's not just when you're at the pool is when you're is when you're training them, right? When you're in that truck, you got to take the time to talk to them and plant seeds and talk about what's important to them, get to understand them, what's important to you as a company, how to go about certain situations. And last point is don't take everything for granted. 
always sit and explain why you did what you did. So if you are in a situation where you're on a phone with a customer or a customer calls in and you're talking or you go see a potential client for a new account or you're at a pool and you need to go do something, just sit back and then explain why you did what you did and the reason why you did it so that they get a grasp and understanding because chances are they're going to be intimidated and not want to ask a lot of questions. And a lot of these things are certain things that you can't really teach unless you've experienced it. And if you're experiencing it at that moment, you want to make sure you turn it into a teaching point, if that makes sense. And I know I rambled on and I tried to make it short, but there's so much more I want to really say about it. But it's just really hard. But it's almost like a feel thing, especially your first employee figuring out how well they're going to do what you need to do with them. So hopefully that kind of answers some of the questions. Yeah. And what I'd like to do, guys, is I think we should break down. I can't speak all of a sudden. I want to break down a couple of things that you should probably start looking at when you're hiring an employee and then maybe hit them on a couple of steps, especially for those first people. Because I think when you start training, one of the first things and you're hiring and you're training that first person, what you tend to do is just load them into the truck and water chemistry, here we come, because that's that comfort zone. And I think there's so many more lost opportunities before, like what you were saying, John, before you even get to the water, there's a lot of things that need to happen. I want to backtrack a little bit. And Zach, I want you to jump in and you talk to your guys and you guys have your guys come in once you've hired them and stuff like that. So when you bring somebody on, Really, the training starts at that point from the very first minute. So what are some of those things that you focus on before you get to the pool? And we always have room to improve as we go through this. Like John said, when you start out, it's a lot by feel. You're learning. As time goes on, you start to realize some of the things that you can implement to help. And we're always assessing this so that we can tweak it and improve it. I think one of the most important things that we talk about, even in the interview process, is some of the company policies or procedures or structure that we have because a lot of people come from an environment where maybe there was no structure. And so their expectations of what they're getting into by coming to work with us are much different than what is actually going to be the environment that they're in. And we want to make sure that we're setting the expectations right there because that gives them an out. If they're like, maybe I don't want, I won't fit in here. This isn't for me. They have an out. So we really start that from the interview process. And then from there, when they're filling out their new hire paperwork, we're going through a lot of these things. A lot of our policies are discussed in that where we're signing off on this and going through paperwork. But again, this is stuff that you will develop over time. You just keep adding to it. And you don't even know you need a lot of this stuff until you run into a scenario. But we really try to address things like attendance. I think that's a very simple thing that most people can start from the very beginning. That's something that everyone can add. We talk about uniforms. We talk about shoes, safe shoes so that we're not in flip-flops and breaking an ankle. So just a lot of things like that, who they're going to report to and those kind of things, the structure of the company. And I think that's important. That's a big one, Zach. Like those little things you don't think about, but if you're hiring that first employee, And you don't have the, here's how we need to dress, right? And like for John, I know that obviously branding is very important and stuff like that, but you get somebody and you're not teaching them, hey, this is the expectation of how you need to look. Here's the safety of the shoes and stuff like that. Those are all little golden nuggets that we miss at the beginning when you're hiring that first person. Look, and I want to jump in and say something too. And I think we forget this sometimes is 
And again, I'm going with the perspective of this is your first employee. And this applies even for people that have hired multiple people like yourself, Zach, because you're constantly always learning. You need to understand that, you know, you're training as well, right? When you're doing this, you're bringing on your new hire. Well, you're also new at training as well, or especially in the pool industry. And you need to take notes and figure out what works and what doesn't work and what what hit home, what didn't hit home or how you're explaining things, how you're doing things. And it's as simple as maybe a piece of a notepad or whatever and keep notes of what's worked and what's not so that now you can take what you've learned so that when you bring on your next employee, you don't repeat those mistakes or you have now established or you start to create some type of structure so that every new hire, every employee, you will learn, you will fall, you will make a mistake. You will say, oh, I wish I would have covered that or I wish I would have done that better or I should have talked about attendance, something as simple as attendance or something as simple as, hey, this is what you need to look like when you come to work. Because when they're on their own and it's your first employee, chances are they're not, you guys aren't, you don't have a shop or a business. They're getting in their truck and going off and doing it and you're not really seeing what's going on. So those are the types of things that are very, that you end up learning down the road. But if you can nip them in the butt at the beginning, it, it saves you a lot of heartache. So you're a student as well, not only them. And as long as you go into it with an open mind like that, and both of you are learning, you will become a better boss and you'll be more prepared for the next employee that you bring on so that you have that structure moving forward. Does that make sense? That's perfect. And to tag on to that, So I don't go in the field and train anymore. And we have designated trainers and our main trainer. It's really interesting because I've made all of the mistakes and I have many more to make, but you're talking to this person about, okay, when you're training someone, here's some things you want to watch out for. Here's some things you want to do. And you ultimately just got to let them go and you can coach and you can guide and you can instruct, but they've got to learn for themselves what works and doesn't work. And it's really interesting because I've watched this person train a lot of people. I've watched it go from coming back with the music in the afternoon, maybe the music's a little loud, and then something as simple as that. And then once that person's out on their own, you notice every day when they come back, they've got their music on really loud. And it's just little things like that, that as a trainer, they start to pick up and go, oh, okay, now I know what you're saying when you're saying like everything you do will be, it will dictate what's acceptable for them and how to act. And I've watched this person. It's really interesting. I've watched them be really nice and someone come through and be that relatable person. And that person didn't work out and they're going, man, what happened? Okay. On the next person, I'm not going to be very nice. I'm not going to be mean, but I'm just not going to be like overly nice. And then you watch that person come through and maybe they don't build a relationship with the team like you think they would and going, man, maybe I was too tough. And it's finding that balance between being professionally nice and professionally a friend and not too friendly. But like you said, it's just you are learning while you're out there and you have to be making observations. And like I said, doing things with purpose and intention and analyzing what's happening based on what you're doing. I don't know if that makes sense, but I love it. No, it does. And it leads to the next point that I want to take. And sorry, Edgar, we're running away with this right now. And we're probably is going to be the only question we're going to answer this podcast because like I said, it's no, 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 no. That's perfect. No, it's deep. 
<laughs> We're going to have to catch up and record like six podcasts at night just to catch up with everybody, but it's all good. I love this topic. You led into my point, the next point that I wanted to make. And years ago, I think one of our few podcasts, I talked about the art of leadership or being a great leader and the difference. If it was as easy as like a textbook you can read and become a, this is what you need to do to be successful. Because in my prior life, I did a lot of training where I trained new managers that constantly came into the company and people would ask, or how's your store so successful? Or how this and that? And I go, well, it's not as easy as like, here's a book and I can write it and then you read it. And all of a sudden now you're going to be great at what you're doing. Yeah. There's not the five steps here. You go one, two, three, four, five. There's not. It, there isn't. There really, I boiled it down to this little saying is that I like to say is like, there's three types of leaders in the industry. And only one of them is truly successful long-term. There's that loved leader, right? And that loved one who everybody loves to hang out and is a cool cat and stuff. And I like, oh, coming out working for him, da-da-da, or her. But eventually, when you're a loved leader, the problem is your people start to take advantage of you because they feel their friend, friendship only, and they're so cool or whatever. And when you have to lay the law down, one, it's going to be hard for you to do it because it's hard to do that with a friend. And when you have to lay the law down or hold people accountable, your employees or the people that work for you will start to will say, oh, this guy's a prick or, you know what I mean? Or I thought you were my friend and they'll resent you for it. You won't get whatever you're trying to do accomplished. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have that feared leader and that feared leader who leads with an iron fist and who's the, oh my God, John's coming to work or John's at work today or Zach's going to be here, da, 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 da. We got to do this. We got to do that. And those types of leaders, you get results, but they're short term. Eventually your employees are going to start to resent you and they're going to hate you and they're going to talk behind your back and they're going to end up revolting against you because that's an environment that people don't really like to be around. Somewhere in between, is the respected leader. And that respected leader is a little bit of both. And that's the ultimate goal. And that's the hard part, trying to find out to be that one person that's respected, where you can play both sides and people understand and they respect you for what you're doing. And that is the ultimate goal, I think, for any leader or business owner is to become that respected leader. And there's no textbook that teaches you how to do that. My last point, and it goes with what you're talking about, Zach, is that When you train and you nailed it when you first said it is that you have to understand that not every individual is the same and you can't train people one way or train everybody the same way and expect the same result. We're all human beings and we have different needs and we have different ticks or different things that motivate us. It's our job to be able to find those as leaders and harness that and you and build off of that because some people are strictly professional. Some people don't like to talk about themselves. When it comes to humans, as a good trainer, you have to find out how they like to learn. And when we had the podcast with Leanne and we were talking about that, right? Some people like the recognition. Some people hate the recognition. There's certain things that people dig and people resent. And You can't expect to treat everybody the same and to get the same result. Now, of course, there's going to be some foundation things that need to be covered. But as far as how well somebody grasps something or how they feel when they wake up and go to work, the way they feel about the company and the person that's providing the paycheck plays a huge part in how happy they are at work. Regardless of whether they love servicing pools or not, there's not many weirdos out there like us that just love cleaning pools. That's not it. 
It's they love who they work for and they enjoy this doing this work for the people they work for because one, they feel like they're wanted or they're needed. Two, obviously they're being compensated for it. And three, and I think we're going to get into that, we're going to get into it, is that they see a future or there's an envision of where you're going or where the company's going and they feel a part of it and that they're, 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 they play a big role in that or they have a future with you in the company. So I don't know. I don't mean to keep rambling, but. It's perfect. I love it. And I think that like talking about the different types of leader, I started as a love leader and that is not a good leader to be as, and that's the one I think a lot of people default to. And it's, I think a big key to becoming more of the respected leader, and I think leadership is something that you just chase forever, it's consistency. I think that's a huge part of it and just being consistent. Absolutely, it's consistency. That is a huge part of it. You can't do one thing one day and then not do it. How, do you, how are you going to hold your people accountable? But you let Johnny Joe or Billy Sue or whatever, and you can't pick and choose there's things that you have to stick with. And that's where you get the respect because people respect it because you're treating me fair because you treat everybody else that way. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it and you follow through with it, regardless of who the employee is. And there's no favoritisms that take place. So yeah, being consistent is huge. And then also acknowledging when you did something wrong or you might've made the bad decision too, and not blaming others for it or pretending like it's not, it's not reality. We're all humans and we all make mistakes. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's a big part of growing into becoming a great leader is acknowledging when you do fuck up and then doing something about it. Hey, guys, a couple people on here online. Mike from Mikey's Coupler. Don't forget safety, employee and customer. Do the SOP and have them initial or sign review a month later. That's big. Corey over here, inspire, invest, and share ownership. Kids nowadays want more than just a job. And that's something that's changing in the generation that is huge out there. The other thing, Maria, big shout out to you, Mr. Matt Mann. Good morning. Big shout out to you out there. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take our final words from our sponsor. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. 
Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time at the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. And so I'm cracking up over here as we're on break. Corey sends a message and says, so JJ leaves every break. So they've noticed, JJ, that every break your camera goes off and you take off. Can we take a poll? Does he, A, man the throne, <laughs> B, slam an energy drink, or C, brush his beard? And so I'm starting to get a lot of a C's and B's on here, my friend. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. So I don't know if you have noticed, but as soon as I say, Hey guys, let's do this. John's camera's out and he's gone. Like I don't finish going, Hey, let's take a word from our sponsors. He's gone. But everybody now over here knows, Hey, everybody listening, go on to whatever platform you're on and put a man, the throne. So put a for that B for slam the energy drink and C for brush the beard. So let me see how that beard is looking from where it was earlier. I think you guys all know what I go do. All right. Oh, Let's see. Megan is saying B over here. So says slam that energy drink. So every, everybody thinks that you're a big energy drink. Well, I am. That's for sure. But I'm always drinking those. But I. But you had stopped drinking those. What happened? I did. That's right. I don't know. I guess you you stopped and you were doing really good. And then all of a sudden he got a new mattress. Yeah, I'm still sleeping on the floor. So- I got the mattress and I'm still sleeping on the floor. <laughs> Megan Magana over here saying B, Mike from Mikey's Coupler saying C. So big shout out to you guys out there. All right, gentlemen, who wants to go first? Let's get some final thoughts here. You know, we've been a little bit out of sync. It was vacation. And then I think John was out and then Zach was out. John, what do you think we should do? We got to stick with Zach because I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Zach? I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Okay. So Zach, you're it. Final thoughts. I agree. And last week you switched it up. I was just confused. I couldn't get over it. So 
stick with tradition. I think this is a really good topic. It's a really deep topic. And I think it's something that's just evolution. You just try to find what works for you. But I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier about purpose and intention because I said it and I'm stuck on it. And I think that we should all do that in everything that we do. And there's not often that I do something with the pool boys without having a reason or a purpose, a thought out purpose, or without doing it intentionally to accomplish something specific. And we talk about it as far as it goes into everything, right? So when I talk about it with the team and about cleaning, it's generally about time management, move with purpose, move with intention. And there's a big difference on how that looks versus just going out and cleaning the pool or servicing the pool. And so why should we treat training of new team members any differently? And if there were three tips I put together that I could leave today from mistakes that I've made to hopefully get people started on the right track, I think the main one that I'm always talking about is that you are the ultimate example. And it is no different than for those of you that have children, then they will copy what you do. And what you do sets the tone for what's okay and what's not okay. And it's not a do as I say, not as I do thing when you get employees. So make sure that you are the ultimate example of what you want and have rules and have policies. And it doesn't have to be complex. That comes with time. It can be just a few simple things. Maybe like I said, attendance, like just setting a schedule be here at this time. And I think in our business, there's a lot of stuff these days about flexibility and scheduling and all of that. And I get it. But I think with what we do, there's a there's a need. The pools have to be serviced no matter what. It has to be done. So it's a little bit harder to do flexibility and scheduling, but that's a whole nother conversation. And then my last thing that I think to watch out for, and you learn about this when you take classes about leading and things like that or read books, is don't hang on to bad apples for too long, right? It's all about getting the right people in the right seat and getting the wrong people out of there. But I think that we often feel like we can fix people or fix their bad habits and that it's our job to correct these things. But I think we're here to run businesses and we're here to provide job opportunities and career opportunities for people. And so I think that if the signs are there, then you're going to have to face the tough decision that you will ultimately have to face no matter what. And I don't want anyone to mistake this for investing in your people. You absolutely need to invest in your people, but those are two different things. So Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully that helps a little bit. That was deep, John. Hard act to follow there. No, it was. And I'm glad Zach went first or maybe I'm not glad because he literally like verbatim said some of the things I was going to say and pissed me off there, Zach, that you stole my thunder. But I know if I did that first, you would have been really pissed at me because you are so methodical and you have everything. Yeah, one of us was set to When we do a break... (laughs) Zach spends his break writing down exactly what he wants to do, make sure it's perfect. This is what I'm going to talk about. Da, da, da. And then if I come and throw it and I say exactly what he was going to say, it like all goes to shit. And he's like, what do I, what am I going to say now? Thanks. Thanks, John. <laughs> I'm going to elaborate or I'm going to tag or I'm going to add on to what you're saying. And I'm going to talk about just a few things, three things primarily. And to recapping what I said, remember, as far as training and learning, the hardest part, and I want you guys to remember this. The hardest part about learning is unlearning. 
right? You do not want to learn, teach bad habits. So do it properly. Do not start these bad habits. You want to teach people the proper way to do things. The hardest part about learning is unlearning. The second thing is learn and strive to become that respected leader. And it is not easy. And it is a lifelong journey. It is very hard to master. And I think only a few have. And those people, I believe, still have things to learn. So always strive to be better. And then the third thing, going what you said, is like, you said that, hey, look, daddy, what'd you say is, but I saw you do it, right? I don't know what word you used exactly, Zach, but the truth is when you're training somebody or you're doing something, don't cut corners. Remember the basics when you're teaching them because you cannot hold somebody accountable, right? If you're doing it, okay? You need to be that shining example like Zach was talking about. You need to step up your game. When you bring an employee on, it's when you are your best self and you need to be the that shining example of what to expect because you can't hold people accountable if you're not doing it your, yourself. It just doesn't work that way. And maybe you can because you're the boss and you think you fire them, but I'm telling you, your employees will never respect you. If you have the mentality is do as I say, not as I do. That's not how it works in the workplace. And you need to be exactly what you want your people to be. And before you make that decision, like Zach was talking about bad apples or axing people, there's a saying that we say, and in leadership is grip the mirror, man. If somebody's failing and somebody's not doing well, or you don't want them, or you think that they're a bad fit and you want to fire them, before you make any decisions like that, you need to seriously look yourself in the mirror and say, what have I done to, have I helped create this monster? And is it the lack of skills or a failure of training or a failure of, on my end as an employer that has led them to this position? Or is it some of the things that I believe that we can't change no matter how great of a a leader or manager we are. And that's ethic or values that people hold. You you can't change the core fundamentals of a being, right? And whether they're a good person or a bad person, that is just how they are. And if you're trying to change those or mold them into somebody they're not, it's never going to work and it's going to blow up in your face. But if it's a matter of knowledge or skills, those types of things, that is what we have control over that we can help. Aside from, I also believe that people have a potential, right? And some people just can't reach that potential and they can be the best that they can possibly be. But if you're expecting more than what they're capable mentally and physically to do, then you've put them in the wrong position as as an employer and you need to find a better position for them. And that's when we talk about strength-based organizations where we find where people are good at things just because they just can't physically do it. Not, it's not a matter of want to do it or trying to do it. It's a matter of they just can't do it. Well, you have to apply them in a different matter or a different position. So grip the mirror and say, hey, look, have I done everything I possibly can to help this person before you make that decision? Because you'll be surprised to find out that you're a big part of why your employees fail. And it's a hard truth that a lot of us don't like to realize or take ownership of. And you can keep putting your head in the sand and pretending like it's not it. But I'm telling you, you're just going to keep fucking each and every one up because until you can fix yourself And until you become that better person or trainer, or you become that respected leader, you're going to continue to fall and have these issues with employees. The truth is people inherently want to do well. And when they work, they want to feel good about working and they want to get their paycheck and they want to take care of their family or do whatever they need to do. And if you create a great environment 
for them and they see a future, eight out of 10 people are going to want to work for you. That's just their thing, regardless of whether it's cleaning pools or shoveling shit. It doesn't really matter. So you need to take ownership for your actions. And then it's okay if you screwed up because some things you just can't go back and fix. But like I said, write that notebook down and learn from it so that you become a better person or better leader for that next employee. And then you don't lose another shot at bringing on a good good person onto your team. There you go. Follow that, Edgar. I'm just sitting here going, yeah, I'm just going to go... Hey everyone, hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time. I am not, I'm not following either one of you, my friends. And it's funny because I said, oh, I'm going to talk about this. And you guys talked about it. And I'm like, I would just sound like myself repeating what it is that you guys are saying. So I'm not going to go there. I do want to give a shout out out here, Corey. Well said, JJ, grab the mirror is so true on both ends. Great episode, gentlemen. And then Lindsay, John is saying, B, that you're hitting down that energy drink out there. So everybody's following up on that poll. So anyways, ladies, gentlemen, I hope you guys all listening have a great weekend. Catch us next Wednesday on our Instagram live. We will continue our conversations with the pool guys, pool girls that were nominated. We will also have some episodes with the sales reps. Corey, I know you're on here, so prep yourself. You might want to reach out to JJ and figure out his flawless skincare product line so that you can get ready for the video episodes there. Zach, John, thanks for your time. Zach, if we don't catch you, have a great time hunting out there. Be very careful. Don't shoot anybody. Double check twice before you shoot. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything from the news, John, that a man, mountain man up in the <laughs> up in the woods accidentally shot. We're using bows. So. You're using bows? Even worse. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> Anyway, Zach, John, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Everybody, we will catch you next week on the Instagram Live. Have a great one. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.